When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Do you know a student getting ready to go to college? Or are you looking at going back to school yourself? The Woodward Hines Education Foundation and the Get to College program help more Mississippians get to and through college to get certificates and degrees that lead to meaningful employment. They offer free college planning advice, including hands-on FAFSA completion assistance through in-person or virtual appointments. Visit gettocollege.org to learn more. Good morning. It's 8.30 on Friday, January 5th. I'm Desiree Frazier. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, Mississippi Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman is sworn in for his second term along with other statewide officials. Then lawmakers discuss their legislative agendas for the year. Plus, some health care experts want Medicaid to cover pregnant people as early as possible through presumptive eligibility. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Top statewide officials sworn into office yesterday afternoon to begin their new terms, among them Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman, who had the largest winning margin for statewide office in the 2023 election. He says lawmakers did a lot to improve the state during his first term and hopes that momentum can continue through the next four years. During the last four years, this legislature has addressed teacher compensation school funding, roads, bridges, water and sewer and other infrastructure, tax reduction packages, mental health, protecting our children, health care for mothers and babies, security for our citizens, and devoted millions of dollars to restoring our parks and providing public spaces to enjoy the beautiful state that we live in. While you have been providing our citizens, even with the ability to change their own symbol, your actions were unparalleled in its scope and historic in its results. Never in the history of this state have our education scores risen so largely and our unemployed lowered to basically full employment for every citizen who wants to work in our state. You accomplished all of this while at the same time fully funding our rainy day fund, our hurricane wind pool fund, and paying off after this year $900 million of state debt. While Mississippi has a record low unemployment rate, many jobs are being left vacant. He says these jobs need to be filled so the state's economy can continue to grow. Our labor force participation rate is the lowest in the country. That is the percentage of people who are 16 and older that are actually working. Our economy is not 
sustainable with further declines. Economic development will wilt without an educated workforce to retain it. Encouraging personal initiative to be gainly, gainfully employed is paramount. Each person must have the education they need to obtain a positive economic future. This education must demand quality and achievement from those who provide it. It has to be adequately funded from pre-K through the highest level that our citizens need. We will propose the last dollar tuition program for our outstanding community colleges this year to offer citizens additional public education they need to raise their education level and increase the labor force participation rate. Hoseman also says he wants to address the state's struggling health care system to prevent hospitals from reducing services or closing altogether. We have staffing shortfalls, hospital cost and capacity, mental health issues, pharmaceutical costs, the availability of preventative health care, and the actual cost to working people of the insurance. All of us face those issues. A shotgun approach to that is not the answer. A comprehensive approach is. The trustees of our public employee retirement system have now changed from one year ago in their position that PERS last year was 93% funding funded in 2047. Now they are saying it is 48% funded in 2047. They have also indicated larger additional contributions will have to be made by current employees of the state, and the state will be required, in addition, to make a new, another tier, a fifth tier, for future employees. This absolute obligation of the state will drive most of your financial decisions this year and in the future. The inauguration for Governor Tate Reeves is Tuesday at 10.30 a.m. The ceremony will air live on MPB TV, MPB Think Radio, our social media and website, mpbonline.org. Coming up, lawmakers are reacting to the lieutenant governor's speech as they prepare to end the first week of the session today. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On Money Talks, we discuss money news and take your questions about personal finance. For 15 years, we've provided free financial information for Mississippians. I hope you can join me, Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, co-host of Money Talks, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. or anytime on our podcast. Did you get a new vehicle this holiday season? Car, truck, boat, riding lawnmower? That vehicle you no longer need can contribute to MPB continuing to provide award-winning productions, educational resources, and acclaimed news reporting. We accept all types of vehicles, even motorcycles or airplanes, with complimentary free towing included. Learn about our program or submit your information on our website, mpbonline.org. 
Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Desiree Frazier. Today marks the end of the first week of the 2024 legislative session. Lawmakers are sharing their policy agendas for the coming weeks. There are 174 members in the Mississippi legislature. All of them have things they want to see accomplished over the next four months. Leadership in both chambers have been vocal about improving the state's labor participation rate. Republican Senator Brig Hobson of Vicksburg chairs the Senate Appropriations Committee. He says the state needs to train up skilled workers to fill those vacant jobs. He speaks with our Will Stribling. There's a great challenge ahead of us. We've got, a, I think, a busy year of, of uh, bills and issues that we need to tackle. Uh, obviously, as you heard from the lieutenant governor a while ago, we had some great accomplishments over the last four years. But we're going to have some challenges and things that we need to work on these next four and, and out in the future. What are some of your top priorities for this well, one thing that he mentioned, I'll just piggyback on a couple of things he talked about. One is the PERS situation. Uh, obviously, we need to make sure that we've got a healthy PERS system for our current retirees and those that are in the system that uh, will certainly enjoy and reap the benefits of the contributions that they've made into the system over the years. Uh, secondly, he talked about workforce participation. While our unemployment is really low, and that's a great thing, uh, we've got some folks that aren't seeking jobs that are able to work, and we need to make sure they've got the training and uh, the push and the drive to get them employed because it doesn't help them or the state for them not to be employed. And we've got a lot of employers out there that are seeking employees. And I think a couple other things we're going to look at are some health care issues. Um, certainly education is always an issue, and we'll be looking at maintaining uh, the great momentum we've had with uh, educational attainment over the last few years, but also working on some areas that may be, need to be improved in education. So that's, that's always going to be a topic to be discussed. Labor participation rate. That's what do you envision that looking like? Encouraging those people in the workforce and expanding opportunities to job training and that sort of thing. Well, some of that's going to start on the ground level. In the last year or two, we put career coaches into our high schools and get students engaged in in a profession or a skill that's going to help them uh, get out to work. You know, go back 20 or 30 years. You know, you had a lot of students that were getting out of school with really no path or no direction and no training on where to go. And now I think we're trying to focus on getting these young students uh, a path and a direction so they can do well. There are a lot of good jobs out there. I mean, you talk to a number of employers and sometimes even just individual trades like um, mechanical and carpentry and and, and brick masonry and electrical work. I mean, there are great needs out there. And so we want to get our students prepared for everything, whether it's, you know, to become a a physician or, or to become an engineer or to become a banker or to become a mechanic or a, or a contractor, any of those, um, their, their needs. And so we want to make sure our students are well-trained. Yes. No, just looking forward to an exciting year and ready to get going. That's Republican Senator Briggs Hobson of Vicksburg. In the House, Speaker Jason White says he wants to see how Medicaid expansion could benefit Mississippians. Democratic Representative Sakia Summers of Jackson says she w- that would be a great change for the working poor if it's expanded. This is my second term, and I am feeling so optimistic about this session in the next four years. 
I'm very excited about the new leadership that we have coming into the house. I have a feeling that we will be able to work more on a bipartisan level. I'm looking forward to Democrats being at the table and um, you know, really being able to legislate and do the work that um, our constituents sent, up, sent us here to do. So I'm excited. Yeah, what is, what is it that gives you that feeling that this will be a more collaborative environment? Yeah, well, I've had an opportunity to meet with the speaker um, outside of, uh, you know, being in session and also the speech that he gave on the first day when he was sworn in. And the things that he's saying um, really signal to me that he's looking forward to and welcomes the opportunity to have uh, our colleagues on the Democrat side work across the aisle with our colleagues on the Republican side and really do the work for Mississippi. You know, they send us here to do uh, the best thing on their behalf, and they really want us to work together. And I think that with this new leadership, and of course working with our colleagues on the other side in the chamber, we'll finally be able to uh, have some conversations, talk about different new ideas, really come up with some policy solutions that help to position Mississippi in the best state that we can be. For, for you personally, what are some of your top priorities for this session? Yes, so I am focused on election reform. I'm also focused on a piece of legislation called the Crown Act, which would prohibit hair discrimination in the workplace. I have some alternative policy solutions to the talks around uh, eliminating the income tax. I think that um, we should be looking at uh, programs like the child tax credit and the earned income tax credit that help to put money back in the pockets of working families. Um, and I'm also looking forward to um, some discussions around our health care system. I am very um, encouraged by the sentiment from leadership that finally we get a chance to talk about Medicaid expansion in a real way. Um, I also think that there's room for us to talk more about maternal health. We did a wonderful thing last session in um, extending postpartum coverage. I think there's more that we can do, uh, particularly given the data from the Maternal Mortality Committee. And so I'm, I'm just really excited. I think that um, this is this is going to be a good year for us to get some progressive things done in the state of Mississippi. You mentioned election reform. What do you think about that? Yeah, so my top priority in election reform is online voter registration. It is 2024, and there are dozens of states across the country that have online voter registration. It's shown to be a secure process. Um, I think this is the next step in our elections process. It will also help to curb any um, errors that we have on our application process, and then everybody is doing everything online anyway. Um, I think it will also help to encourage young voters to get involved in the process. So I think we're ripe for online voter registration. I also would like to see some things done around the absentee ballot process. You know, we had some issues with absentee voting, um, and we had some issues with our elections here in Hines County. I think we can um, answer uh, those issues with no excuse absentee voting and even early voting. I don't know if we're quite there yet um, in this political atmosphere, but I think we can begin to have those conversations, do more advocacy around those with our colleagues, and see if it's something that they'd be willing to at least entertain. Yeah, because I mean, it's not, you know, these expanded uh, voting options are, you know, generally thought to favor but you look at Republican states have early voting, no, no 
actually celebrating, and it, it was a, a big boon for them in, in some cases. You're absolutely right. I mean, these reforms should not be partisan reforms. They're really common sense election reforms that make sure that any Mississippian and every Mississippian that wants to participate in our democracy has access to do that was Democratic Representative Sakia Summers of Jackson. Coming up, Medicaid providers, health care providers, are advocating for Medicaid for pregnant women through presumptive eligibility. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Did you get a new vehicle this holiday season? Car, truck, boat, riding lawnmower? That vehicle you no longer need can contribute to MPB continuing to provide award-winning productions, educational resources, and acclaimed news reporting. We accept all types of vehicles, even motorcycles or airplanes, with complimentary free towing included. Learn about our program or submit your information on our website, mpbonline.org. Did you get some new tech this holiday season? A new phone or a tablet? Download the MPB Public Media app so you can listen live to MPB Think and Music Radio from anywhere. From the app, you can access podcasts of our local and national programs. Plus, you can talk to us from the app to send your questions and comments directly to your favorite shows. There's also PBS Kids and MPB Television on the app so you can watch live or past broadcasts. Get the MPB Public Media app for your tech, new and old. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Desiree Frazier. Advocates for reproductive health are calling on lawmakers to ensure women are covered by Medicaid as early as possible during pregnancy. Presumptive eligibility would allow them to go see a doctor for prenatal care using Medicaid insurance while still waiting for approval of their application. Dr. Anita Henderson is a pediatrician at the Hattiesburg Clinic and former president of the Mississippi chapter of the American Academy of Pediatrics. Last month, she testified about the policy before a committee that advises the state's division of Medicaid. The board chose not to adopt the policy, but now Dr. Henderson says lawmakers have an opportunity to take up the issue again. What happens is that a low-income woman who finds herself pregnant and she seeks medical care, she is presumed to be eligible for those Medicaid services. So that Medicaid provider could go ahead and offer prenatal care and be reimbursed by Medicaid. The states that have presumptive eligibility for pregnant women get moms in for that first prenatal visit in a more timely fashion. And what I testified about as a pediatrician what Dr. Jaylene Sims, who's an OBGYN, um, our testimony included the importance of prenatal care, the importance of first trimester care in improving maternal outcomes and in improving infant outcomes. What happened at that meeting that it was not approved to move forward with? meeting, um, the majority of that committee was certainly in favor of the idea. This would not put any additional women on Medicaid rolls. It simply gets them in for a timely visit. However, at that meeting, there was one member um, who was the CEO of a coast hospital, along with Director Schneider, who felt they needed more information. They did not feel that the testimony of myself 
and Dr. Sims, along with information from a number of our OB colleagues throughout the state, was enough information to advise and recommend presumptive eligibility for pregnant women. It really um, is a recommendation from the American College of OBGYN, the American Academy of Pediatrics, that a first trimester visit is crucial. It is critical to address chronic medical conditions of a mother, such as high blood pressure, diabetes, um, any sort of infection, smoking, healthy weight. Um, All of these things are addressed in that first trimester, and all of these things need to be addressed and improved in order for us to improve our infant mortality rate and our maternal mortality rate. This is simply a program designed to decrease maternal deaths and decrease premature births and improve the health of all moms and babies in Mississippi. Okay, and when you talk about uh, Mr. Snyder, you're referring to the Medicaid director, Drew Snyder, who was appointed by former Governor Phil Bryant and reappointed by Governor Tate Reeves. What do you think it will take to turn this around? They're supposed to do a study. Is that correct? They simply wanted more information about um, this program. But what I'm excited about with the beginning of the legislative session is that we have um, champions in the House and champions in the Senate who are interested in improving um, infant mortality and reducing maternal deaths. Representative Missy McGee is going to reintroduce the presumptive eligibility for pregnant women bill. Um, Nicole Boyd, Senator Nicole Boyd, um, and uh, Chairman Kevin Blackwell in the Senate will also be introducing a companion bill. We know that uh, Lieutenant Governor Hoseman is very interested in um, maternal health and infant health. So we have champions in the legislature who are very interested in this issue. And um, I think they understand that Mississippi has the highest infant mortality rate in the country, the highest maternal mortality rate. We are losing neonatal intensive care units in our state. We are losing um, hospitals who are delivering babies. So we really have to look at all ways to address our maternal health crisis and our infant mortality crisis. One thing that has been of note and has come out is that the state is also seeing a critical increase in congenital syphilis. Would having this rule in place help with that? Absolutely. We know that moms who are tested in the first trimester, tested for infections, including syphilis, and treated for syphilis, have lower rates of congenital syphilis. So what we're trying to do is get those moms in in the first trimester, get them an OB-JOIN, get them a regular healthcare provider who can test and treat and follow those moms. Um, Congenital syphilis rates have spiked over the last five years. We have a 1,000% increase in congenital syphilis. Last year, we had three babies um, in 2022, actually, that died of congenital syphilis. This is something that can be treated and prevented with penicillin shots. So it is something that we need to uh, stress the importance with our moms, with our providers, with our legislators on the importance of early 
prenatal care and timely prenatal care. In talking about early prenatal care, though, we have areas of the state where hospitals have closed their units that help uh, pregnant women, uh, especially in the Delta area. So would this really help women in that region? It, it is part of the process. It is a piece of the puzzle. We need women who have access to health care via clinics and hospitals. We need women to have a source of insurance via Medicaid. We need staffing in those areas. So we need our rural health scholars. We need our nursing programs that the legislature is um, investing in to put providers in those areas. So it is not the only thing we are working on. It's not the only solution, but it is certainly part of the solution. Having healthcare providers, having women who have access via insurance, um, those are pieces of the puzzle. And we need to work on all those areas to address our infant mortality and maternal mortality rate, and in particular in the Delta. Dr. Anita Henderson is a pediatrician at the Hattiesburg Clinic. This has been Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio.